This is an RPR Newslink. The bishops of Minnesota will meet with Governor Tim Walz today so he can gather feedback on a new set of public worship guidelines that his administration will create for churches. This meeting comes after the governor explicitly prohibited faith-based gatherings with more than 10 unrelated people, even though a stay-at-home order eased on May 13th. The bishops note that the decision of when to resume public masses is ultimately theirs and is not subject to the directives of the governor or other public officials. This week, they will decide on a specific date for returning to public masses. In Wisconsin, the state Supreme Court struck down Governor Tony Evers' extended stay-at-home order, limiting his ability to make statewide rules during emergencies and requiring him to work with the state legislature on how to handle the outbreak. As a result, the bishops of Wisconsin are creating plans to resume public masses when it seems prudent. Bishop James Powers of Superior says he has been steadily working on a plan to resume communion services for less than 10 parishioners at a time to start in the next week or two. This has been an RPR Newslink. thank you to all of you who joined us in prayer and support of Real Presence Radio during our Feed My Sheep Spring Pledge Drive. With your help, we reached 90% of our goal. Thank you so much. If you missed our four-day drive, that's not a problem. You can still call in and pledge your support at 877-795-0122 or donate online at realpresenceradio.com. Thank you so much and God bless you all. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. As we continue to face new challenges each day, we at Real Presence Radio want you to know we're here for you. We're excited to announce that Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central during Real Presence Live, we'll bring you a daily Mass celebrated by one of our local clergy members. Listen to it on air or watch it on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, which is why we want to bring Jesus to you spiritually Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during Real Presence Live. Be sure to tune in. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. My name's Father Tim Smith. And we're broadcasting this morning from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota. Amen, Heather. And uh, I know just, you like it when I say the parish first. Amen. <laughs> well, that's all I think about is uh, the salvation of souls and the people that God has entrusted me to. My name is Father Tim Smith. I'm a pastor of Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. We're broadcasting from the heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. We want to thank all our listeners, those from joining us from all over our areas. We should do a, a, a geographical map 
because this might literally be the center of RPR. Well, if you go to the Real Presence Radio website, Heather, there it is looks, a geographical map. Well, I know. And it does I show. I want to measure it. it does, I want to measure it. Well, I will tell you. I invite our <laughs> listeners, go to uh, yourcatholicradiostation.org or realpresenceradio.com, and you can look at that map. So when I say we are the heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network, I'm not telling tales you're out like, of school. You're like, Heather, welcome. I literally... <laughs> <laughs> the proper use of the word literally, we literally. are literally, literally, literally. Did you measure though? I yeah, I am. Yeah. It's very obvious. You know, I could pull out Google Maps. You're like, thanks for joining me, Heather. Yeah, you know. Also, I wanted to say. Uh, <laughs> so I have not been just saying that. Like I think I'm the center of the universe. We are the center of the real I'm presence. I'm slow network. sometimes, Father. You have to geographically. <laughs> of course, we want to thank all our all our staff that that join us and and lead us up from the Fargo area, and of course the whole Real Presence Radio family, because we have friends all over the Real Presence Radio network. And, uh, of course, today, much of our Real Presence Radio family is it covers a huge uh, geographical region, and many of our listeners, many of our much of our signal goes to rural areas, mm-hmm. and so rural life, farming, agriculture, working the land is a big fact of life for many of our listeners, many of our parishioners, mm-hmm. and each and every one of our dioceses, whether it's all the way down from northern Iowa, um, all the way to the further west, that agriculture. The ag economy, farmers, ranchers, that we rely so much on the land to support our parishes, to support our local churches, because that's how many of our members make a living. And even those who have relocated to cities or urban areas, many of them have that experience in their background. And Mm -hmm. so this morning we have our guest, uh, Father Darren Schmidt, to talk about a tradition in the life of the church that really touches the lives of parishioners who live in rural areas, and it's an ancient tradition, an ancient custom, an ancient practice in the life of the church to pray for this. And so, welcome Father Darren Schmidt. Uh, Father Darren, tell us where you're from and where you're the pastor of. So, right now I'm pastor of St. Anthony of Padua Parish in Hoven and St. Augustine Parish in Bowdell, South Dakota, and two very rural parishes in so, yeah, I always look for these opportunities to to incorporate uh, these long traditions of the church that that, that really uh, involve offering prayers, especially for blessings upon the fields, the flocks, and all these things, uh, because it's so much of the part of the lives of those who live out here. So, just to explain a little bit about rogation days and, and some of the origins of of uh, these that the major rogation day already took place that was April 25th and that goes back even to ancient Rome uh, they had a pagan festival and celebration they had public games and then had a pagan sacrifice uh, to one of the false gods of Rome but uh, the early Christians when you had the emperor Constantine convert uh, the early Christians were looking for ways to to bring some of the things they were used to uh, into their Christian practice, but to really uh, say how can we still pray to God, the true God, for our crops and for uh, all these things that we rely upon for our food? How can we do that in a really Christian way? 
And so they kept the same date, April 25th, as the major rogation day, uh, but instead of a pagan sacrifice of a dog uh, and public games, they would have uh, public processions and, and litanies of the saints to especially pray uh, for the intercession of the early Christian martyrs of Rome and others and, and to beg for God's blessing upon their crops and fields. And so those were, that was the major rogation. But then in the 5th century, there was a bishop in France that started what we celebrate today and, and the next two days called the Minor Rogation Days, which involved <clears throat> a lot of the same practices of, uh, of a public procession and litany of the saints and, and many prayers. Uh, these, <clears throat> these were the three days before Ascension Thursday, and so this bishop, St. Mamertus, uh, started these, and they spread from that area of France to the whole church. It's a beautiful tradition, and, uh, you know, this, the celebration of the Rogation Days, the minor Rogation Days, is something that um, has kind of fallen out of practice in the life of the church within, you know, maybe even the last 40, 50 years but if I speak to some of our older parishioners, and Father Darren, I, I spoke with one of our parishioners who was 100 years old yesterday. I visited her. I, I, I visit her regularly. I give her Holy Communion. We pray together. And a woman of tremendous faith, loves uh, Catholic Radio and EWTN. And I said, do you remember Rogation Days? And she said, yep, that, I remember that. She said, the three days, and we will walk outside in the church, and, <laughs> and we would do prayers. And in her own memory, even as a child, and, and she grew, grew up West River near the McIntosh area of mm -hmm. South Dakota, that was a big part of their annual celebration to ask God to bless their farm and bless their crops. And so, uh, Father Darren, how do you celebrate these, ro these minor rogation days uh, this time of year and these next two days uh, following? Uh, what, what are we supposed to do on these rogation days? Yeah, usually the main way of observing these days is for a, a pr procession outside, if it's yeah, if the weather permits. I'm not sure about Wednesday this week. It might be raining mm. in Bottle, uh, but otherwise, uh, we just we'll do a procession from the church, and then we have our cemetery right nearby, and so that's what we do. We go out to the cemetery and then back to the church to finish out the prayers, and. We actually sing or chant the, the litany of the saints. And then at the end of the litany are, are just prayers for all sorts of things, to God's protection upon uh, travelers, upon crops, protection from storms, from disease. So like the even the original uh, pagan celebration was especially for the grain fields against disease that would afflict the grains. Um, but in the rogation days and the prayers for them today, uh, it's, it's prayers for all protection from any type of evil. And, and, and so especially appropriate now as we're in the midst of a pandemic that God would deliver us from, from uh, infectious disease uh, that afflicts people as well. Uh, and that's the major way that these are observed. Uh, other customs that that have 
come up in in certain areas definitely the blessing of blessings of fields and and flocks uh, and then there was also the custom of what was called beating the bounds and so you would actually you'd figure out what your parish boundaries are and then walk all the way around them now I'm not ever going to attempt. <laughs> Just going to ask my next question. <laughs> Father Darren and I were to uh, beat the bounds of our parishes. We would walk the perimeter. I imagine that'd be at least about a 175-mile radius. Uh, we're yeah. pastors in rural parishes, so uh, Father Darren takes the other half of Edmonds County. I take the eastern half, um, and then. And then uh, I also have the Potter County is where. Hoven is. So and I have McPherson County on the other <laughs> half. So uh, try to do these blessings. So that's a no thanks. That's right, a no <laughs> thanks there. Now for the major rogation here at Holy Cross, we streamed uh, the litany of saints and the prayers for the, for the first major rogation on the Feast of St. Mark online on our Facebook page. During that time, we were still in the midst of the pandemic, but now that we're able to, res to resume our public celebration of the faith here in our listening area, um, it's an opportunity for us these coming days to do these prayers and litanies outside, and especially, as Father Darren just mentioned, for protection against disease and, and famine and wickedness and, and you know, hardships against our, our, our flocks and our fields um, and ask God's protection. So I love this, this uh, spirit of rogation days. What about the penitential part of it, Father Darren? Um, is there anything else to, we, we talk about prayer and fasting. Is that, how much of that is a component of rogation days? It's a component. I don't think it was as prominent, uh, especially for these minor rogation days. We're still in the uh, season of Easter. And so, mm -hmm. uh, it was not thought proper to do much fasting during the Easter season, but but there are other ways that we can do penance or even fast from certain technologies nowadays. It would be a very good penance for us to do mm. and still definitely something we could do uh, during the Easter season. But definitely on April 25th, when it was still during Lent, uh, that would be a part of it. The other uh, days that would be more strictly penitential days uh, were called the ember days and those are four times each year i think those are coming up too during the octave of pentecost which is now no longer observed in the new calendar but uh those might end up being in a couple of weeks the ember days for this season you know as a director of worship and liturgy father darren uh and previously working for the office of bishop uh, is there a conversation nowadays among priests about reinvigorating uh, the Ember Day celebration as, as well as prayers like this um, for protection and to bring about that spirit in the life of the church? Have you noticed that in your own study of liturgy that there is more attention brought to these Ember Days and Rogation Days celebrations? Well, I know at least I don't know as much that it's among the clergy, but there's definitely large contingent of the laity that would like to see a lot of this brought back and is uh, part of it's motivated just by the fact that so much of the penitential practice that was just part of part of your regular life like fish Fridays that was something that a lot of people grew up with 
and then so much of it was made sort of optional. Uh, but to have the ember days, so these are three days um, every season of the year, so spring, summer, fall, winter, it was just a, it was a more regular uh, part of your life that to make it clear that, well, uh, we shouldn't live all the time like it's Easter. I mean, we still pass, are passing through this exile, this valley of tears, and so we need to live in the world without becoming immersed in it, as St. Paul says. And so uh, all these, these penitential days that were part of the calendar were reminders of that and, 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 and was another way to bring our faith into our daily lives. Well, Father Darren, thanks for reminding us about this beautiful practice of the Rogation Days that will be celebrated these next three days. And if you want more information, you can just type in the, the word Rogation Days, R-O-G-A-T-I-O-N, and you can find out more information about these prayers. Coming up next on Real Presence Live, we'll learn about how one ministry is transforming the lives of children and adults, and also we'll be slowing it down a bit and praying the mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary, keeping our mind and your personal intentions. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.